welcome to Living All In, Rethinking Vitality. I am your host, Daniela Land. Hello. Thank you for joining me today on Living All In, Rethinking Vitality. Today's podcast was actually inspired by a dream that I had most a year ago. So in this dream, I was out to dinner with someone. Do you want to know who that someone was? It was Oprah Winfrey. (laughs) That's right. In my dream, I was out to dinner with Oprah Winfrey. And towards the end of our conversation and towards the end of our meal, I made a comment to her. And the comment was something like this. I just can't talk with a lot of people about this type of stuff, especially where I live. Do you want to know what her response was? She put down her fork, straightened her back, and looked me dead in the eyes and said, Daniela, you are out to dinner with Oprah Winfrey, and you have spent most of the time talking about the food. Needless to say, I woke up from that dream pretty quickly with that very vivid image and voice in my mind. And I was like, holy crap, for multiple reasons. Most importantly, I just got schooled by Oprah in my dreams. But I also really started this process, this journey of self-reflecting on what that dream meant to me. Um, And also what it means about how we connect with other people and what it means to connect with other people. So a couple months later, I went to a conference and was telling a fellow that I met from Australia about the dream. Clearly, I got the message of it loud and clear. (laughs) And his response was that it reminded him of a famous Eckhart Tolle quote. I think the quote is something along the lines of, what you think the world is withholding from you, you are withholding from the world. And we do that, don't we? We do this in various ways. We think that it's other people that need to change and don't realize that they are simply the mirror showing us how we need to change. That being said, today I invite you to reconsider what it means to connect. Aloha, namaste, welcome. I see you, I know you, I love you, and recognize that our essence is one. Would that be too much for me to say on a first date? (laughs) Probably. Yet this is the root of some of our greetings. And that meaning has been lost and, well, quite frankly, is uh, uncomfortable to think about saying to someone that you don't know. Nevertheless, actually say it to them. So instead, we say things like, hi, or hello, something to that effect. We make an announcement that we have arrived, oftentimes without regard or intent to recognize the other person. Saying hi is easier, it's casual, and it's not nearly as intense as the former greeting. Plus, wouldn't you rather get to know someone a little better before you say something like that to them? But what does it mean to get to know someone? And is this the foundation of how we should or are connecting with other people. We tend to connect with others from the outside in. 
rather than the inside out. Getting to know someone explores their outer world, their habits, their interests, what they do for a living, who their family and friends are, their values. And while these are understandably good things to know before you marry someone or send your child off with a complete stranger, (laughs) all of these concepts are external. Sure, they can reflect one's inner world, but these are forms and mental constructs that we assign to people in order to mentally understand them, in part so we can predict their behaviors. Now, this idea of mentally understanding someone is understanding the idea of them, not necessarily understanding them. But what does it mean to connect from the inside out? Well, I suppose that's asking a larger question. What does it mean to connect? What are you connecting based on? If you're not connecting to someone's outer world, what is there? to connect with, and how do you do that? Looking to connect is an idea in your mind. It's an idea that you, at your core, need to connect. It illustrates a belief that you are unique and that you are separate from the world around you, the world that you see, but you are not separate and you are not unique. The idea that you are is the idea that clouds your mind and heart. This can be scary for some, and this can be beautiful for others, maybe both at the same time. Sure, if you look at someone's outer world and you're trying to connect to that, well, then there are plenty of things that can make someone unique and that can make someone different and special. Their job, their family situation, their past experiences. But at the core, we are not different. And most of us are familiar with this concept. It's the concept of oneness. A lot of spiritual teachers, philosophers, and even religions started with this concept. But yet for some reason, it's still a little bit uncomfortable to be told that you're not separate and that the most beautiful part of you is not unique. But that's what oneness means. That part of you that I believe everyone listening to this podcast is familiar with, is what you would consider your essence. Oftentimes we think back to when we were a child and we felt a glimmer of something beautiful in life. We felt a dream. We felt a calling, a whisper of something more. And it was beautiful. And it was wonderful. And you still have it. It's not past tense. That's your essence. And that essence... That part of you, it's shared. So conceptually, we know this. We can understand that the essence of us is one and that we're all part of God and divine, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, okay, I got you there, Danielle. I'm following here. But yet so many people still feel lonely. Even though we're living in a time when we're touting how connected everyone is and how easy it is to connect with others. The thing is, we're connecting mentally. We're connecting only to the outer worlds. We're not as connecting to the inner worlds. In part, perhaps, because we haven't yet connected with that part of ourselves. So even though we know this concept of oneness, some people are lonely because they don't feel this deeply profound connection 
Instead of seeking to create connection, we need to recognize that it is already there. As Rumi stated, your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. So the connection is already there, and it is us that is clouding it. We are looking to feel the connection that already exists, but in our minds, the outer shell got in the way of that foundational experience. In our minds, we see ourselves as separate. We see with the mind, but we want to feel with the heart. If your mind is not clear, your heart will not be either. There is a famous quote from the Bible. Blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. And when we consider it, wasn't this the practice of all great spiritual teachers and religious leaders? They practiced maintaining their own connection and seeing that same spark in others, even if they were deep in disagreement. They had a different starting point, and that starting point completely shifted the way they engaged the situation. So how can you practice this? Does that mean you have to agree with someone? Does that mean you have to pretend to or subject yourself to environments that aren't agreeable? No, not at all. Rather, it poses two questions. The first, can you recognize and maintain the connection to that part of yourself, to your own essence, regardless of the conditions? And then two, can you look out into the world and see it? Can you see that divine spark in everything and everyone? Can you stay connected? So my dear friends, Namaste, aloha, bon voyage. Until next time, I bow to the divine in you. Thank you for joining me today. If you found this podcast to be enjoyable, enriching, and inspiring, please feel free to subscribe, like, and share with your friends. And I hope that you will join me next time on Living All In, Rethinking Vitality.